Hello. Hello, 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 hello. Yo, yo, hello. Hey, you hear me okay? Yes, I can yeah. hear you. No, 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 it's it's fine. Like I, <laughs> these wireless headphones like randomly disconnected from the the base station, so it reset all of my sound on my computer. <laughs> so oh, that's I just completely. You know, I completely right, had though, to redo people, it. When people listen to the podcast, they're gonna be like, "Oh, they didn't say nothing for twenty seconds." Like, I don't think there's nothing on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, now you just know you've got to chop the first twenty seconds off before you publish yeah, it. Exactly. Just to exactly. just to, just to get rid of all of uh, all of my cock ups. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. You know what? It's funny because I'm trying to. Um, I'm trying anyway. I'll talk about it to you off air. There's no, there's no point to get. Yeah, I'm yeah. Slow people. So, welcome to um, another review with yours truly teddy hoggle and dan the sofa soldier um just to start off how have you been um i've been good it's been a busy couple of weeks um because i'm i'm getting ready to move house now um so i'm i'm starting to look at places because of course you know houses and properties just move so fast in london yeah. that it's not like you can say oh i'll just put a deposit a deposit down like two months in advance and they'll be like nah fam like we can get people in who no, move but faster the funny thing about that. It, though, i'll believe <laughs> people right i believe people right now would take your money anyway and then probably try to bump you anyway so i would i would rather you not do that right now and then people will take your money and pay their rent yeah and when you go it, to move in they're giving you the wrong key <laughs> yeah yeah uh, that, hence why i'm waiting i'm gonna i'm gonna sign the contract and then move in like two or three days later yeah. you know yeah, nice just time. to make sure it's okay but aside from that um finally finished um rebuilding my pc with with, with new stuff and everything in it so uh i'm ready for uh a big uh, streaming upgrade when I move um, because when I move I'll actually have good internet again which will be nice <laughs> um, yeah, that's good so uh, I think the last piece that I've ordered is like a, a Sony A5100 like camera like a digital camera okay. and that's because the thing is I hadn't owned a digital camera for ages because like everyone's like oh well you know you just need your phone now and for the most part yeah you know phones are really good because they're handy and convenient but like for like real quality like filming yeah. and lighting in particular like letting in as much light as possible so you don't have to like you know put all fucking key lights and spotlights around you you can't beat like a dedicated digital camera and i want i wanted something good for when i eventually go on holiday you know as well uh so i thought you know why not found a, a decent sony one on ebay for like 150 quid so I've put in a couple of bids on that. Um, wait and see if I've actually won today. Um, I might have to go in there and hike up another 20 quid or something to beat somebody. Yeah, but, but that's all right. Yeah, what's another, yeah, what's another 20 yeah. quid if it's a really good HD? Get, what, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, And, you know, it can, it can do like 4K, 60 and stuff as well, which is really nice. Although that'll probably rinse the battery. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly, exactly. But, uh, but it's a nice option to have. So, yeah, you know, a couple of upgrades here and there, moving. And, uh, yeah, it's just been uh keeping up with uh with the news and and everything there's you know there's a there's a lot of a lot of new stuff not so much in the, the kind of the console kind of area because i think we're 
they're still playing chicken with each other, aren't they? They don't want to announce a price yeah, exactly. and, and exactly. everything. And heard, so we're still that's waiting. What gonna, that's what I was going to say to you. After we've done the review, I was going to talk. Yeah. I had a couple of questions for you because I know they're trying to say that the, um, the, PS5, the PS5 might be delayed. But after the review, what I'll do is I'll just go into the questions and you can just fire. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Want, yeah. Sure, so, man, sure. Um, um, I'm joined today by um, Sofa Soldier and the Sofa Soldier. And we are going to review Ghost of Tsushima. Um, developer Sucker Punch Productions and the directors is Nate Fox and Jason Cornwall. Um, Connell, sorry about that, I'm bleeding out. Um, retail price for this everywhere at the moment is going for $49.99. If you go for game cards, it's um, $33.86. And um, I'm going to probably start off the review of you again on. The, I, I, I have to ask you when you first initially heard about this game, how did you feel about it? Did you see it at any E3 or did this just come to you as a surprise? Did you watch any trailers or did you or did you just, just wait for the game? Because I'm one of the type of people, I don't really watch trailers. Um, I kind of wait for the game to come out. It's funny, you know, because like I were, I, I had, I think one of the reasons why this game ended up surprising me so much was because I went into it with super low expectations right from the start. Yeah. I mean, uh, I enjoyed the infamous games, but like, because of course, you know, like Sucker Punch made them, but like, they were never like groundbreaking stuff to me. Like, Second Son was very gritty in terms of what it did with like particle effects, lighting, like, in terms of like the early PS4 stuff, it was a really good looking game and it played kind of well, but like, they were never fantastic in terms of story. They never really did anything revolutionary. It was like another open world game. It was basically like a, a pimped up version of Prototype, yeah. right? <laughs> With more interesting characters, right? Um, so I never really gave it much thought uh, and what Sucker Punch did. So I was like, okay, they've completely changed direction, but it's still an open world game. It's a period piece set in feudal Japan. So my initial thought was, okay they've been looking at what people have been moaning at ubisoft about for ages make assassin's creed in japan and of course ubi haven't done it so they're just like screw it we'll tell our own story and we'll try and do it better so i was like that's noble of them i think it, um, i think it's a good piece of history when it comes to if you didn't know like the first invasion of japan was the the mongolians i i think it's very good that they've added this in because i didn't know or i knew hmm. but then i didn't know that the mongols invaded um, japan like in this in this like this way do you know what i mean yeah very yeah well and 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 they actually invaded tsushima as well in like that time period i think they slightly changed the dates or something so like it's not like absolutely correct but it's like in the ballpark i think like the mongols actually invaded the island of Tsushima like seven years after the game is set or something yeah. in 12 something or whatever but that's such a small detail that you don't really care too much yeah. and yeah. the way they portrayed it is in terms of like like the fleet the Mongol troops and uh, and everything it is it's pretty historically accurate actually um, even if like uh, um, Potent Khan or whatever, like the main bad guy, is actually a made-up dude. Like the other two Khans that he talks about, like his his cousin, you know, well, Genghis like, Khan. Genghis Khan. He's Genghis like, Khan. Yeah, he's a third. He's yeah. a third. He's a grandson of Genghis Khan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like Genghis and the and his brother, the other Khan that he talked about, um, was 
they, they were both real, but the the Khan who, who is specifically landing on Tsushima as the antagonist, the bad guy in this, is fictional. But I can I can deal with that, you know. Uh, they wanted a big imposing leader figure there, rather than just sending you know like thousands of troops there with like like Mongol hordes with no particular leader other than like one odd general. Um, because you know having as as we see with everything nowadays you know specifically i think in like the marvel cinematic universe having a good villain is, is like absolutely essential to selling your story it's probably more important than having a good hero is having a an even better villain yeah, and definitely. i think they i think they i think they did well on that but yeah like my initial thoughts in terms of like the promotion for this game was i'm just gonna wait and see i did watch the trailers i did watch the playstation showcase where flute man came out <laughs> um and i thought that was really cool and i like it when sony do stuff like that a lot of people were like posting memes about it and i'm like this is like one of the the funniest thing about that dom was like they were complaining that it was like why couldn't they get a Japanese musician to play a traditional Japanese flute and everything? This is whitewashing. Why did they well, get a white you know what? You, you, you and know what? It turns try out, and try and find yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly my point. I was about to get to. It turns out he's one of like there were like like literally double digits. Like there are very very few of these guys left in the entire world who are certified as like masters of that instrument. And he was taught in Japan by like you know these legendary classical japanese musicians and he's certified to do that stuff and i'm just like well look right if you're gonna pay for some like 90 year old man with a failing heart to fly over from japan right and pay for his fucking travel insurance and everything <laughs> or you're gonna pay for a guy half his age who lives in america who's learned all the same stuff and mastered it right like you're gonna pay for the american <laughs> to do it yeah, exactly. so like promotional material i think they kind of did well i mean i was <clears throat> i was looking forward to it but it was more cautiously optimistic than anything else to answer your question you know exactly so when it comes to okay let's we have to talk storyline and we have to talk hmm. graphics and we have to talk um imagery but that first scene we have to talk about that first scene where lord sakai and what's his what's his uncle's name again? Oh my gosh, I can't remember his uncle's name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Uh, I know I know what you mean though. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Lord, Lady uh, Lady Makoto's husband or whatever. Like yeah, yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think about that first? Just that first scene alone, I think brought people into that game. That the I, I think videos on that are, are unbelievable. What yeah, think I think. I think they absolutely nailed the opening of the game. Like, it was one of the best setups in a cinematic story I'd ever see because it didn't waste any time. You know, it it gave you this feeling that it's this big, you know, uh, samurai historical epic. But it set up the uh, it set up the main theme between particularly uh, Jin and his uncle Lord Shimura like really quickly like. Uh, the notion of like, oh, you know, like you're the you're the last member of your clan because you know, unfortunate things have, have happened in the past, and you know you're the you're the son that I never had or whatever, and I'm so proud of you. You know, you live and you die by your sword and your honor. You're like the picture perfect samurai and everything, and like 
we have this code to follow. This is what we've lived by for thousands they of live years. By honor. Yeah, and yeah, and 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 this is how warfare should be done. And these invaders are a disgrace to that, you know. Um, and it's our—it's not just our our right, but our our duty to to kind of to repel them. Um, and it, it's very much this kind of epic, you know, almost like the 300 situation where it's like a few hundred samurai against literally thousands, thousands and thousands of this Mongol fleet. And you're just like, then you know they're never going to win it, right? You know they're never going to win it, but you're just, you want to see it happen yeah. and you want, you want to see it unfold. And the thing is, the way it sets it up is like, it doesn't overuse the cutscenes, you know. It gets you into the combat right away. So you kind of get a feel of it. Uh, it it gives you, it sets expectations in that, like, well, you know, it can't really get any crazier than this, can it? And it lets you know what the game looks and plays like visually right from the start, rather than it being ten minutes of cutscenes, like I said, um, and gives you just enough of a taster of like the, the basic systems of the game to think you know what i really want to explore this and see what i can do later on when i'm much more of a badass you know yeah, definitely. Like, uh, and the way it kind of knocks you down story-wise from utter defeat and then picks you back up again and forces you to you know to, to change almost is, is really good that first opening like i think would you say like it's probably like what two hours or something the, the first two hours where it sets up the story and then it you know you're kind of you have the wind knocked out yourselves and then you're finally out into the open world and the credits are rolling and you're riding your horse ac through the grass across the plain and stuff and it's finally completely open to you it's like two hours or something yeah i believe it, i, I believe it's like yeah for me yeah two hours because kids yeah. family probably me, me, me more up to like, three hours probably even before well yeah if before you're taking your time with it it's, <laughs> it's fine yeah and uh, this is a game i can't stress enough and i'm sure you can as well to the listeners that you really want to take your time with right because the thing is it's not like it's not like skyrim where you can literally put thousands of hours into it and everything and still not be done it's not like that it's much more linear but you want to take your time with this game just because of how fucking gorgeous it is. <laughs> like, you, don't, you don't want to rush anywhere. Like, I felt guilty about fast traveling. <laughs> so I'm like, what if oh, this stuff you? I no, missed? I, I've learned, I think I've learned now not to, not to care because I just, like, say there was a fox, say there was like a foxhole. Oh, man, yeah. I just fast travel. I did not care. Like, I, I was like, I ain't got time. Time. Yeah, wow. <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. Like, yeah, later in the game, you, I think you definitely kind of have to rely on it more as the world opens up and you realise just how big it actually gets. Um, but yeah, like that that opening um, to the story, like I really enjoyed. I think they paced it just right. It wasn't it wasn't too long. You know, it didn't overstay its welcome, but it wasn't too short. It set up the story really well in that. You got to know the characters and you, you wanted to learn more about them. You know, you had the wind knocked out of your sails and the, the rug pulled out from under you and you're just like, well, shit, where do I go from here? You know, uh, and then it puts you into the world and, and you can 
oh, you can do almost anything right from the start. And I, I, I really enjoyed that. So I thought the opening was really, really strong. That's good though. Um, yeah, because um, the mechanics of the beginning were very good. I, I... thing to go down like that. Mm. I did not expect that. The graphics wise, throwing the alcohol to setting the man alight to the horse dying to you see yeah. all these mass samurai um their honor it makes you see how honorable the japanese were like there was there was you fight with honor or you fight with without it and if you fight without it then you're basically you're disowned if someone sees you do yeah um on the visual side of the game with the with the artistry and the writing how how did you feel about that because the um between changing between the armor your horse being able to call your horse, being able to whistle, to be able to play a flute. Just just go through all of it if you can. If you can visualize all of it and just 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 say it. Just, oh man, that's it? almost too much. <laughs> but like I think like the from a purely like aesthetic, like visual design standpoint, I think it it might be the prettiest game on the PS4 in terms of like just sheer like natural beauty. Yeah. And the way the world is like rendered, the way it, the way it works, like the the dynamic weather, the the lighting, like the the particle effects, the leaves on the wind, the way it uses the natural world to like guide you instead of having like a million markers that pop up in on the horizon and everything like you would find in loads of other open world games, the way it uses landmarks like like smoke uh smoke plumes from like burning villages or campfires um the way it uses like the birds and everything and wind, to lead you to points of interest well. yeah, yeah the, wind. the wind is like your compass i thought that was so cool that they just they stripped away all of the unnecessary crap like mini maps and icons and stuff that like absolutely clutter like so many game screens and they just said right how can we use how can we use all of like the the effects and the stuff that's going on in the world to guide you to your next point and make it look gorgeous without you having to look at bloody menus and stuff all the time and i thought they absolutely nailed that um visually the game is stunning you know it's uh as far as an open world game goes i think it's probably the best open world best looking open world game alongside like red dead redemption 2 I think it's the only one that really comes close um, in terms of visual quality. Um, but also, I was just amazed at how they managed to like they managed to do all of that to make it look so detailed uh, and so covered with like all of these effects and everything. And you have all of these options. Um, but also, like the loading times are so damn fast. Yeah, I was gonna, like, I was gonna ask like, you that. I, I was, I was surprised by that. I was surprised by it had all these visual arts, and I know that takes a long time to load and render. And then, yeah. even when you would fast travel, what five, five, six seconds, it was there. Yeah. Was like, wow. Yeah, and that's like, it, like on, on PS. Yeah, like it's it's never more than like six or seven seconds like even on like a base ps4 i played on a base ps4 i don't have a ps4 pro and it was like it's literally a few seconds like and i was and then so i looked this up you know online uh because people have been talking about it 
and apparently they talked to one of like the the senior programmers there yeah and they said uh, and they managed to like master like because it's so late in the the generation for the ps4 now they know how all of like the hardware architecture works perfectly and how to like optimize games to it to like really high standards because they have access to like the development kit so early on now right from the start you know they're not having to re- also the fact that it's a ps4 exclusive and they're not having to make a a version for xbox and a version for pc means they can focus on just making one version of the game really really good um so they said you know that combined with like uh like the, the new engine and stuff that we built for this basically meant that like we actually made loading times so fast that we had to deliberately slow them down <laughs> for the release <laughs> because we we because we wanted people to have a few seconds to view the gameplay tips and stuff in the loading screen in case they were stuck or they were doing something wrong because uh, you know the game kind of like learns from your gameplay patterns and then suggests hint for you and stuff like that they, they were like put it this way if we did a they were like if we did a pc version of this there would just be no loading screens whatsoever <laughs> like it would it would just be it would be instant and you wouldn't have any tool tips or anything like that and they're like even on ps4 we had to d- d- deliberately slow it down so you could read the hints and tips right <laughs> And I thought that was kind of hilarious, but also it's just a testament to like a really good team who are interested, not, not, they're not just interested in making this gorgeous visual experience with like, you know, great level design and, and everything and fantastic art, but also making it, you know, fun to play because you're not waiting, you know, five minutes for the bloody thing to load. I mean, like, Monster Hunter World is a gorgeous game right no but, it's not but well i mean like okay right okay it's gorgeous on on computer right it's not so much on the consoles really but it's a it's a pretty game with lots of art assets in it right and lots of dynamic stuff happening at once right so it has to load in this kind of complex world but bloody hell like that is a good example of how not to do loading screens on console. You know what? It's like, funny you say that because like, when it when you look at a game at like Monster Hunter, and then you look at a game as Ghost of Tsushima, um, games like Ghost of Tsushima is solo play and yeah. time and, and 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 not effort um, to put in the time where you can see a multiplayer screen from a from a, a single player screen from multiplayer screen. I'm just sad mm. that they're gonna sorry to butt into your questions and answer your question again is i'm just sad they're going to make a multiplayer for ghost of tsushima and it's just going to be half the style the artwork of what they've done in the solo game do you know what i mean it's going to look completely different it's going to look watered down it's going to be like it's going to be a shame do you know the thing is uh i actually don't think it's going to be that dumb i think we i think we may have slightly longer loading times because uh, of the fact that you're essentially like you're not just loading the world they've mastered how to load the world really quickly because the 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 rendering and the engine and stuff like they've they've perfected that right uh, that what you've got to take into effect is like um connecting to a server and latency and other people connecting to your session and then loading you all in at the same time like that is what's going to take i think much more of the loading time whether or not it's going to be 
much longer it, it remains to be seen i actually like don't get me wrong like i would i would have been i was completely happy accepting this game as a a pure single player experience i loved it from beginning to end like i rinsed the absolute hell out of it because <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it was actually, just so I fun i see your trophies was, the other day and i was like it was so fun to play yeah like uh, uh, and like uh, uh, so i mean for me the uh the co-op is just going to be a bonus because what i really want i don't think they're just going to say look here's co-op um you know you can just go around and bash up the same old mongols in the same old camps but with your mates now what it actually sounds like they're doing is they're adding like this kind of supernatural element to it like co-op in like neo or something you know where there's like oni demons and stuff like that and possessed warriors like uh, and like invaders from a like another plane and stuff like that and they're playing more on the japanese mythology so they're like i think that i think to answer your question i think the multiplayer component or the co-op component is going to be a completely separate thing like to the campaign like you load up the game and you'll be able to choose campaign or co-op and the co-op will have the same map but it will be optimized for multiple people and there will be different things in it because it sounds like they've from what i've read about it they're actually taking it quite seriously and if they can make the if they can make the game run as well as it does already i think them adding a few extra players and a networking kind of service into it right really is like the least of their their troubles and everything um i, I, I believe i believe people have um i believe companies have learned of um of off of what people were complaining about last year about loot boxes and having to pay for certain things this game is completely free if legends comes out yeah. free i'm not going to complain because i think people have learned about it if they do it if they do this correctly um i think people want to see are you making up your own character do i have to um earn armor do i have to earn swords do i have to earn all these things and i think these things if ghost of shishima do this right you might be right this might be the best most beautiful this of this generation this is the last game that we have that's going to be like triple a this might be the one of the best games on playstation that they've ever released and it's it's, yeah. it's, it's luckily it's, it's it's so sad that it came last because now it can't be forgotten do you know it's i, mm. think, it's, I think it's better that way i think it's absolutely better. yeah yeah i think it's a great send-off for the ps4 which uh, i mean uh, don't get me wrong i think we had some good, great games on the ps3 but in terms of like the sheer quality the consistency of the games on the ps4 like this generation has been much better for sony than the last clearly because like the 360 just killed the ps3 last time um and yeah there were there were a few really good um exclusives on ps3 but like they were nothing compared to what the ps4 could deliver like back to back to back this that this generation's console game releases you know like have just been fantastic for sony and yeah you know it's it's kind of sad to say goodbye to it but at the same time i'm like i'm so ready for an upgrade now because i'm just like you know especially now that i've kind of like for the last few years i've been you know dipping my toes into gaming on pc and stuff like that 
particularly for third-party titles, you know, that are released on multiple platforms. I'm playing most of them on PC now, yeah. just for performance. I'm just like, Christ, it would be amazing if I could play, like, at this fidelity with this frame rate, you know, and to have all of these options open to me that I do on computer, but have it with my console friends. I want console players to have that. So, like, I'm really looking forward to the next gen. But at the same time, I'm kind of sad to say goodbye to the PS4 because yeah. it was a really, really good console. Well, so do you think this game will be remastered for the next gen, or do you think it'll be upgraded? Um, I think they've, I think they've already confirmed that they're, um, they're releasing a, uh, a patch for, uh, for the, the current game. Um, so basically, I mean, like, whether you have the hard copy or the digital version, right? You know, you pop it into your PS5, it updates, it downloads like uh, an Ultra HD texture pack or whatever, uh, and um, new optimized modes. Like, so like, it has the, obviously it has like the performance mode for PS4 Pro and stuff already, but you'll get like a much more advanced suite of options um, on the PS5 because you'll be able to like, you know, enable stuff like uh, ray tracing for like high dynamic lighting and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know if they've added stuff like uh, DLSS, which is um, uh, deep learning super sampling, which is basically like the new NVIDIA technology where what it does is essentially it, um, it upscales your game to look like, like say native 4K. Um, as close to native 4k as possible but run it at the same frame rate that you would if you were running it in 1080p so you can run it at like much higher than 60. if it does have something like that that will be amazing because that's like that's new shit for pc that they're talking about adding to the new consoles now right and that technology is pretty incredible because it actually uses ai to like upgrade your visuals and everything like it's really cool okay so but, what i was going to ask you uh, um, what question i was going to ask you was this is um this is one for two companies this is for sucker punch and this is for uh what are they called U- ubisoft how do you feel hmm. that ubisoft never once even spoke about assassin's creed even though assassin's creed um, J- um japan or whatever they would have called it would have been the probably the most the best um, Assassin's Creed game that would have probably come out and then Sucker mm. Punch have basically swooped under and gone and made let's be honest the perfect Assassin's Creed game <laughs> that's out now today on the market how do you feel like do you think that's a like like Ubisoft missed a chance at making um, this game I maybe but then again I think to a company like Ubisoft which is so massive in comparison to Sucker Punch, you know, they're a publisher in their own right. They're as big as Sony, if not bigger. Um, you know, they're worth fucking billions, right? They have unlimited budget and they have so many different studios. They have they have like three different studios, four different studios that work on Assassin's Creed alone. Mm. Right. Um so like they've always got something in the pipeline. And yeah, you know, I'm sure it reached like a concept level at some point. I don't think it was a case of, um, oh, um, you know, Sucker Punch came in and stole our thunder or whatever. Like, 
from what I've read and, and what I've watched about Ghost of Tsushima, this is a project that they've been working on for like years. Oh, no, I'm, not, I, I'm, not, I'm not talking yeah. in a sense where they came in like, yeah. probably I said it wrong, but I think Assassin's Creed, when you look at Assassin's Creed, if you didn't know this was by Sucker Punch, someone would look at this and go, oh, that's a new Assassin's Creed game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They, but then it's like, you had to look at it and think, oh no, this is from mm. what Assassin's Creed was to what it is now compared to what Ghost of Tsushima is. I think Assassin's Creed need to. I think I don't know if they need to go back to the drawing board and be like, "Hey, look, we need to step up our game because this this mm. company has just come and swept us off our feet." That they've made a proper Assassin's game. Do you know what I mean? It's it's really weird that they be able to do it because Assassin's Creed has they've had their they, they've had their hand in the cookie jar for long enough. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think I think the the one thing you've pointed out that um, has kind of you know, uh, tick the box for me is the fact that um, by um, Sucker Punch like kind of throwing down the gauntlet and making this game and saying, look, we can make this beautiful open world game without any of like the visual clutter and bullshit that's on the screen all the time. Fantastic art direction, really good performance, stable frame rate, fast loading times really interesting and in-depth emotional storytelling like we can do all of this uh, and we don't have to monetize the shit out of it we don't have to put arbitrary rpg mechanics in it that force you to kind of like that level gate you until you're powerful enough to fight this dude or do this mission or fight this battle to secure this island or zone or whatever like you've had to in like the like assassin's creed odyssey and stuff like that uh and like we're that there's no there's no need for these type of games to have like an, a marketplace where you know oh well it's just optional but if you pay 10 quid we'll give you some free <laughs> levels so you don't have to grind the game i'm like that kind of stuff is just like yeah you know it's optional but it's also it's so offensive it's like you're not going to play this kind of big open world adventure game unless you're willing to put time into it anyway so i i I would actually love to look at ubisoft's like figures on how many people have actually bought those like xp booster packs for single player adventure games like the assassins the last two assassins creed games because i bet you in comparison to how much money they earn off all of their multiplayer stuff yeah like it's nothing it's absolutely nothing so it's just there for the sake of it and i'm just like you only have to look at the sales figures for ghost of tsushima it's i think somebody said recently it's the fastest selling playstation um exclusive of this entire generation i think like, so yeah, over the over the yeah. over the first month it outsold god of war it outsold uncharted 4 um it out like by the way, all of these broke records beforehand as well. It outsold Spider-Man. Outsold <laughs> like, Spider-Man. It, it outsold everything in its first like its first month or two or something. And like this is the fastest selling exclusive open world game with no microtransactions, no bullshit, no nothing, right? Um, like ever in this console like generation, right? Uh, and that that by by doing that and proving that you can do all of this without all of the bs microtransactions like i think what they've really proven is that like you know what like i think i don't think that i don't think the kind of the overhaul that um 
that we got with like the last two Assassin's Creed games will happen again. I, because you know, like with um, with Origins and stuff, they completely changed the way they designed Assassin's Creed and they redesigned the gameplay, redesigned the storytelling, put in more RPG like. They ruined it for me. They they absolutely I, ruined it for me. I don't know. I actually I, I actually like a lot about the new Assassin's Creed. Uh, I think it needed something different. Um, I like I like how they kind of redid the open world stealth. Yeah. Um, I like I like I think they did they did stealth and and just raw gameplay in terms of how responsive it is and how good the AI is. I think it got a lot better than the old ones. Yeah. Uh, the combat fit felt better, but also. Yeah, um, my 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 biggest. I think the biggest thing that like I'm taking away from this is Ubisoft are probably go- they're probably going to have to take the PR route with Assassin's Creed uh, after Valhalla comes out anyway, because obviously all of the plans they've made for that are set in stone now. They're committed to a release date in like November or something, so there's no going back on it. But for like the next one. I would really like them to say, you know what, um, we've pissed too many people off. Let's not take the microtransaction route. Let's just make a really good single-player game. Let's let's take one big Ubisoft studio, not four different ones working on the same game. Let's give the game to one studio to make. And yeah, you know, it might take us an extra year or two, right, to make it, but when we release it, it'll be the best damn Assassin's Creed game we've ever made. I would rather they do that than pump one out every year or two. Yeah, know? I understand that, but uh, you know what I've realised what they've done was, um, I got the, the, the trick of Ghost of Tsushima was um, more trees than landscape. So they didn't, they didn't waste an artist's time to draw out major cities that wouldn't render, that took like the, the the loading times will take time like the, like you like the guy will be loading yeah, the yeah. loading time like the guy will be running and he'd be running you could run around with him where this game focused on trees and beauty and i think that was the trick because the, hmm. there, was, there was little settlements everywhere there wasn't no big cities it wasn't france it wasn't like you know it yeah. wasn't like france water like they have to render water and everything it wasn't like that at all this was literally mm. little settlements. You go into a little settlement and it was just a little camp. And I'm thinking, yeah. oh yeah, that's not hard to draw. Because most of the camps were the same. If you looked carefully, most of the camps were the same. They had the same imagery, like when you saved someone and they gave you something and then they gave you a new place to go. In Assassin's Creed, and from this game, I realized I thought the trick was ah, they use more trees than buildings. Trees mm. don't take long to render, and all you have to do is make yeah. left and right. Yeah, I mean, what they what they did instead of like, because of the setting, obviously, it afforded them a few luxuries, like you mentioned. You know, like there's no massive settlements other than like you know the odd castle and the the surrounding buildings and stuff like a fortress. Um, But like, there's no big urban centers because it's like the 13th century in Japan or whatever. It's it's the 12th. Yeah, it's the 12th century. It's the 12th. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah like you know it's it's set like it's set at a time where it's it's still very much medieval um you're not you're in a very remote island off the coast of japan so there's not like the big cities like kyoto or whatever with the imperial palace and oh yeah the mainland as they call it the main yeah uh, and like so the, like you said there's not these ur- big urban um things to render because obviously like that 
requires a lot of memory and, and like it has to stream a lot of data and stuff like that to load the world in real time. And that's why um, the initial loading screens like th that has been accomplished seamlessly in lots of games. Like most famously, like I said, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 is a really good example of that, where the natural world looks incredibly beautiful. But like if you just decide to ride from the mountains all the way down to the south, to, like Saint-Denis like, or whatever, you know, like the city on the coast, like in the bayou and everything, like Louisiana style. Yeah. Um, they're they're ripoff version of New Orleans, basically. Like you can do that, and there's no loading screen, right, to get into the city. But when you go into the city, particularly if you're playing on console, you immediately notice, oh, okay, it loads in the basic textures first, then this pops in in the distance, then those bricks show up on the wall, um, <laughs> and, and it's. It, and it's very memory intensive because there's so many art assets in such a small place that it has to like instantaneously render stuff. So yeah, like with it being spread out more, more of a natural world. Um, and like you say, you know, like when it comes to like trees and stuff like that, you can have like, you can have a template for like, you know, you can design a template for one tree or uh, and then you know copy paste it into like 300 different places in the world i mean obviously they're going to have different types of trees with different types of bark and stuff like that but the real memory intensive stuff isn't the tree itself it's the the weather effects the physics on the leaves and stuff like that so like the actual the art asset in front of you isn't taking up a lot of memory it doesn't it's almost instantaneous loading so the game can just focus on the physics and everything around it yeah it's cheap like, it's basically because you're not yeah. looking you're not looking at the distance you're you're more worried about oh my god like when he rides the horse he's putting his hand down to to brush his hand through the um like through, through the leaves through yeah the, leaves, the blades like of grass yeah blowing, and then you look to the side and there's and there's, and there's a pig or there's a bear and you're thinking and yeah your visual is not in front of you it's what's going on right near the screen because if you look at it the character is quite close to the screen so hmm. yeah, what they do, they've taken that sense where you have to look in front of you out not as much of it where yeah. assassin's creed you're more focused on the beauty of what's going on like oh my god look like there's a 16th chapel but when you look at you like yeah. oh, that, you look at that like that don't look nothing like it because you can't even see the window up there yeah like, i mean the, the only window. yeah like i think the the good thing about tsushima is that like you say it plays tricks on you because it uses the beauty of the world to kind of draw your attention to different places all yep. the time. So you're not necessarily, unless you're an incredible fucking tech nerd, you're not looking for random popping in the distance, right? And when there is some, it's so tiny and like barely noticeable yeah. that you're just like, oh, well, whatever. You know, we've by this time in the generation, we've played so many shit open world games <laughs> that like have such bad performance that you're just like, Oh my god, like there, there was like one or two pieces of popping in this entire sequence that I did. This is amazing. Like, you can forgive the tiny little things, like, like, because there's just unfortunately, there's so much shit out there to compare it to. I'm not saying that like the bar is incredibly low, because if anything, this is this game and stuff like Red Dead have proved that like the bar for open world games is actually incredibly high if you want to do it really well. It's just the difference between the games that do it well and the other games is huge. 
yeah. Right. I, I, you know, I, I, it's funny you said it because when you look at this game as a whole, and then you play something that you you go back to it and you think, oh, it goes to Shima. This doesn't happen. Like I like you know, yeah. you're standing there and then like your arms in the wall. You're like, oh come on, I don't, I yeah. don't have time for this. You know? Collision detection, yeah, yeah it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I could forgive it in some games when it gets really crazy, and Ghost isn't perfect, as we as we'll no doubt talk about when we get down to talking about combat and, yeah, and things what, like that. That's what I was going to ask you now. So when it comes to let's just dig it down to combat and um, gameplay and, and, general, and yeah. gameplay and um, yeah. your armor. Let's talk about your armor, for instance. How did you find the armor switching and the combat? How did you find those two? First of all, um, I love the fact that they actually chose not to go for the fucking, you know, loot explosion mania RPG bullshit that (laughs) plagues. Like, this is what I hate. This is one of the main things I hate about the new Assassin's Creed games, right? It's like, I like what they've done with the progression and the combat skills and, like, the combat system in it, but... I hate the fact that they've turned. They tried to turn it into a shit version of Diablo, yes, where there's like yes, so do. much, so much loot that there's just it's just fucking meaningless, and you have to do like all of this inventory management to get rid of this crap armor. Um, just like that, that they were like, okay, you earn in Ghost, like you earn the samurai armor through doing, you know, Lady Makoto's samurai quest line. You know, you earn. The ghost armor through doing um, Yuna's uh, stealth quest lines and everything. You know, you earn, uh, and this is all, t- and other stuff you earn that's tied in through the story, and that the legendary quests as well for like the mythic armor and everything, like Gosaku's armor, yep. uh, and and everything. Like that, they were super fun to do. It felt meaningful. It felt rewarding. You actually felt like you'd earned it, and. It enables it. It they change the armor sets change your gameplay or your play style enough with with the perks that are in them, enough to make a difference perhaps to how you approach combat, but not enough that you know you can't fall back on something familiar or you're like, oh my god, I'm absolutely fucked. I don't know how to do this fight now. Can I ask you because, because, can I, can I yeah. for a second? Can I ask you a question? What armor did you yeah. use? Um, once I'd actually earned it. I used uh, Gosaku's armor, the um, the uh, the legendary armor. You see, um, my I I was I was a Toishi. I was forty-seven Ronin. Every minute, yeah. every time I kept playing the game, I was like, "You are Ronin." Yeah. Oh, the Ro- the Ronin. The <laughs> Ironically, the Ronin armor had some of the best perks on it. Like yeah. you know, like you like you loot like enemies lose sight of you much quicker. Um, yeah. You do way more sword damage. Like it was a really good. The Ronin armor was a really good balance, I thought, between stealth and like combat. Yeah, um, and it looked it looked cool as way. fuck as well. I love the fact that you can dye the armor as well. Oh, and brilliant. by the way, guys, armor dyes and armor colors aren't microtransactions yeah, or anything like flowers. that. Yeah, yeah, you have to, <laughs> you have to actually go out and explore the world, which is so nice. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, like I, in general, like I liked the way that armor impacted gameplay. It wasn't, it wasn't so like it didn't make gameplay so different that it was like jarring or weird. But it encouraged you to try different armor sets to figure out 
what works with like the charms and stuff you were using mm. in terms of the bonuses it gives you in combat or stealth. Um, my biggest, my biggest issue, I thought, um, rather than going past the armor, um, and probably onto more of the gameplay stuff, I thought was that um, I actually thought stealth spoils this game for me. Stealth, yeah. stealth spoils it, right? Yeah. That's the question um, I'm going to ask you. The stealth was yeah. not needed. I'm I'm sorry to say yeah. it was not needed. No, it wasn't needed. <laughs> it, it wasn't needed. It, 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 it wasn't, I, uh, this game was completely better without it. They did not need yeah. stealth at all. The honor part, is... part alone, uh, well, stand and fight me. I, I love that. Yeah. I, I never, I yeah, never yeah. any camp except for like one when it wanted me to. Every camp, I walked up to the gate. I was like, I have honor and I'm walking to this gate and I'm standing up and I'm killing everyone. I, I didn't care. Yeah. Exactly, like especially when you get some like badass samurai armor and you've got some really good charms and perks and stuff on it, and you just play. Oh, I'm not some like, little, you know, bitch-made guy who's just gonna like sneak in through this little hole or whatever. And I love stealth games, but stealth is like my favorite genre. Like I, I love stuff like Dishonored, Metal Gear, all of that, right? But if it gives me the option to like put on this fucking badass armor and square up to someone at the front gate and then take five of them down in like <laughs> slow-mo sword swipes to make the guy who's left like piss his pants and run away like i'm gonna do that i'm not gonna go around like throw little kunai and smoke bombs and stuff it's cool that it gives you that option right and like that like you say there are certain bits in the story where uh, you know, you 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 have to play as uh, as a ghost to advance the 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 narrative and everything. And to, I get why they put the option to play it stealthy, like a, a ninja or something, in there because it it's not just a different gameplay option. It shows how your character is changing and adapting to an enemy that's completely merciless and doesn't care about your honor or anything like that. They'll just burn you alive where you stand literally right you know if you come up to challenge them and, and, and things like that they don't give a fuck right so like why should you care either you know why shouldn't you stab them in their sleep and stuff like that like it gives you that option but the problem with that is it exposes one of the biggest flaws of the game probably the biggest flaw for me is that like the AI when you're in combat, I actually think is pretty good. Yeah, like, they're, they're brilliant. Smart. They're, brilliant. they're smart. They'll do fakes. They'll do dodges. They'll do parries. They'll do unblockable attacks. They'll gank you like from back, from behind and in front. They'll surround you. You know, they'll call in reinforcements. It's actually the AI in co in open combat is actually pretty good. The AI, however, when you're stealthing, is like moronic, like to the point of where these guys you think they're like genuinely deaf or legally blind or something <laughs> like, uh, especially when you get like the more powerful stealth armor like the, honestly try putting on the ghost armor and, and you, like and just crouch walking around a big base full of mongols right uh, and it's so hard to get spotted. If you've got a good idea of how to play stealthy, like, you know, go along the rooftops, shimmy along the ropes, you know, you know, go go through windows, use wind chimes as distractions. If you've got even a half decent idea of what to do, right, in terms of you know how to play in a stealthy style, you can just abuse the hell out of it with, 
out of the AI with with some of, with how dumb it is and with how powerful some of the stealth armor is later in the game because it's just it's too good, right? And that makes it not fun. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, uh, open combat playing as a samurai, I think, absolutely nails it. It's so much fun. Um, it's so rewarding. Like the parry system in it, um, it was like, it was just the, it was the open world uh, story driven adventure game version of like Sekiro that I'd always wanted because I loved Sekiro. I loved the parrying system in it. You know, but of course, that's more of a Souls-like and, and everything, where it's a lot more punishing. And I did play um, Ghost on Hard, by the way, and I actually found Hard too easy after a while. Um, so then when they uh, added the patch that put in Lethal difficulty, I thought, okay, I'll try Lethal. Turns out Lethal's even easier, because yeah, you know, you die in pretty much one hit, but it also boosts your damage as well. Yeah. So if you were... Oh, all, okay. if you so if you were already good at parrying and you already had all of the skills unlocked to like hold block and automatically parry arrows and spear attacks and stuff like that then like you could base like and you, if you had like powerful armor and charms like i said you could you can just one hit stuff like really fast i mean it's cool as hell because it makes you feel like a samurai but i i think i still think playing it on hard is actually probably the best way to play it to be honest because the stakes are high enough but yeah um gameplay wise combat really enjoyed it you know the fact that they didn't bog it down with like a loot system where there's like 60 million different swords you know and different armors is great all of the all of the armor upgrades and stuff are tied to advancing the story or to like side quests that are like really fun to do by the way you know I like, assume really, you did. A I mean, the side, the, to me, the side quests made the game for me. Yeah, yeah, they they were actually fun, and you learned a lot about the characters, and even the ones like and the legends as well, like the the legendary quests for like the mythic stories, where like you know you talk to the musician who's like telling the story to people and everything, and then like some the spectacle of some of those fights, like. I think it's where you get like your first like weapon art or whatever, the heavenly strike, or whatever, where you you know you fight the like isn't it you fight the dude in like the the field of um, of purple flowers and everything with that crumbling shrine around you, or is it I can't I, that might be I think that's one of no that's for the bow um, where you fight the the guy dressed as like a with a tengu mask on like a tengu demon yeah and there's all of these crazy effects going on but like those quests are, are so cool and they don't feel just like arbitrary side quests where it's just like go here talk to this person do this get this cool reward okay you know it actually feels like its own little contained story and you're learning about the world and the history of it as well which is really cool I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I believe the the storyline and everything that was in it. Like I like the the storylines weren't dragged out. It, you know what it was? The storylines didn't give you, oh, I need to do the storyline to get this piece and then to get that piece. They did it in one mission where you had to go and get like, you know, the the Khan's armor because you had to do it. But everything else, it was you wanted to know more. You wanted to know, oh, yeah, that brother is like, oh, that brother did this, so you want to go and find out what he did. And I thought that was very good. I think that was very 
the way they put it all into like, it made it intertwining it went into the last mission like where you wanted yeah. to, you wanted to do the side missions basically you wanted to do side missions so overall how do you think the game will perceive itself in a couple of years time do you think people should go out and buy this game do you believe this game will be forgotten and what and what's the score what score do you think this game should um have? right okay do I think this game will be forgotten? Absolutely not. I think it's a perfect send-off for the PS4, and graphically, it's go- it's still going to hold up. I think in like five, six years' time, particularly if they, um, you know, if they do all of these uh, PS5 enhancements and really take advantage of like being able to use all of that extra graphics power and the memory for like really advanced lighting effects and super high resolutions at high frame rates i think this game will continue to sell well just like other playstation exclusives will into the next generation um particularly because ps5 is going to be backwards compatible you know you can just pop your game in download the patch and keep going um also uh I think is a hundred percent worth your money right now. I do not. I. It's very rare that I. Um. I say I don't. You know, I don't regret waiting, um, for a game or whatever. But like, I would say like, I paid you know sixty quid full price digital for this on day one. Yeah. You know, and to me. I got my money's worth and, and then some. And now they're adding co-op to it as well, like more reasons <laughs> to go back and play it. Yeah, it's a the answer, listeners, is go and fucking buy it. If you like open world games, don't like all of the stupid shit that Ubisoft put in them, you know, want this kind of seamless, beautiful experience, but with a really good story and no pressure to kind of like level up and go and grind this or whatever then yeah play it it's really good pay the money do it um what was your other question again you know will it be forgotten is it worth the money and And what score what score do you give it what what... score okay i think i'm famously harsh when it comes to giving scores because to me five is still like average five or six is still average right um I think seven is good, eight is great, nine is remarkable, and ten is like incredible. There's no such thing as perfect, right? There's no such thing as a perfect game. So ten isn't perfect. But I think, given the experience I've had and the relatively few flaws this game has, like I said, the, the AI and stealth is a bit dumb. Um, you know, there's there's a, a very few technical issues here and there. Um, I honestly think it's a nine, really. Whoa, um, that's, that's quite good. I I think it's at least at least as good, if not slightly better than Spider Man. Um, Sp- like Spider Man again had an amazing story and everything, but I think it was very limited by the fact that it was just Manhattan. I can and... I can honestly view Spider Man bored me. It bored yeah. me. <laughs> it ran out of steam. Um. Spider-Man ran out of steam a lot faster than this game did. Put it this way. Yeah. Because you could kind you could kind of tell your own story in this. Oh, and before we wrap this up, can we talk about photo mode? Oh, yes. Photo mode is 
sick in this game. Oh, it's yeah, so I good. Like, yeah, photo mode and the black and white system. That's the two things I, I want to put Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, photo mode in this is probably the best photo mode in any game I've played. Yeah. Like, it's thick. It's so fun to play around with. I mean, I love photo mode anyway, but I'm not the most patient when it comes to... You know, going through all of the different exposures, all of the color gradings, and all of the effects. But the sheer amount of options you had in this, and how gorgeous the world was before you you fucked with it in you know in, in photo mode, like made you actually want to use photo mode to capture the cool like the cool poses, the finishing moves, like the duels and the standoffs and stuff like that. The fact that you can make like mini animated movies and like gifs and stuff yeah. in the engine like it is super cool and i think that it's kind of raised the bar for other developers in terms of like what they do with their photo mode i really enjoyed it um and i've probably made way too many screenshots i've probably got almost a gig just screenshots wow. from that. I've read almost a gig of just uh just really high res screenshots and um and videos and stuff i've made on it just from messing around because there's so many cool different environments in the world you know you go and pick a fight somewhere that looks cool and you can you know basically you can just record the whole thing and then break it down frame by frame and just like pick out all of the cool stuff and you can just waste hours doing it dude like, i believe i took it's... one there's a mission that you do and when you you i think you meet um Yuna and you stand outside you stand outside of um one of the base that you burn down and you stand outside on a horse and I just turned the camera around and there was yeah. a solar flare that literally was shining and the fire came up and I was like and I got up my yeah. door and I, thought, I had to I had to take a picture and I took a picture and yeah. now my some, some of it is brilliant. just so goddamn stunning that you just you can't not take a picture of it like so that the photo mode is incredible like the the black and white Kurosawa mode like you say I'm a huge fan of the old um uh, 1940s, 50s, 60s Akira Kurosawa samurai movies, the black and white movies anyway. Like, if nobody in the... Uh, if you're a younger listener, like, and you, you, you've you already played Ghost of Tsushima and you're listening to this, or if you're interested in playing it, I would suggest, like, if you go back and watch, like, Seven Samurai that, like, um, you know... Uh, the Magnificent Seven was originally based on in the 60s, um, and uh, stuff like Yojimbo, like the fantastic old black and white, gorgeous looking um, samurai movies. Uh, and it absolutely nails that look. The fact that they actually got the permission of the director's like descendants' estate and everything to actually use his name and his signature uh like color grading uh, and all of that stuff for the black and white filter was yeah. huge it even changes the sound as well so it's got like that kind of um uh, well, it's got the film grain the grainy kind of black and white visuals with like the really high contrast but then it's also got the the kind of the 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 more crackly, washed-out, old-school cinema oh, sound and yeah, everything. Yeah, like, like, it's it's super immersive, because I've actually... Now that I've, like, just done the entire campaign and everything, like, now that I'm out exploring the world, I'm actually doing the whole thing in Kurosawa mode, in black and white. Yeah, I might try. Um, I might try. Uh, 
what and honestly like, i find it i can't i can't do the i can't do it or like i can't do like a whole play session in black and white because like i think the black and white filter and and everything like whilst it looks and sounds super authentic and amazing i think it lends itself to certain environments better than others for example like if you're out in a if you're out in a field full of like grass with like you know the trees surrounding you and stuff and shafts of light you know like kind of breaking through the trees onto the grass and stuff like that then it looks amazing but if you're like in a dark area if you're like inside a wood or something yeah. and there's very sparse light you know going in through lots of different trees uh then the like the blacks kind of like mush together if you know what i mean because yeah, of yeah, the film yeah. grain effect it doesn't look quite as good yeah. but if you're out if you're out in more open areas or if you're going through like an enemy base and stuff like that then yeah like turn on black and white mode play it and it's actually super fun it fe- it feels like you're playing an old school samurai movie and like it it's really badass i loved it i love it it's it's just a fantastic option it doesn't have to be there but the fact that they thought to put it in um it you know and make it a feature is really cool uh it's a good way to change things up once you, once you've kind of gotten used to like uh, all of these fantastic pretty colors you can see the game in like a totally different perspective and it makes you appreciate it more i think that's good all right man well we thank you the teddy hoggle podcast live audience they they thank you for your participation to help me <laughs> to review the ghost of shishima well it's no worries man like, i enjoy this stuff just as much as you do so no you know what yeah, it is i think it's, it's a I pleasure i need yeah when it when it comes to you i think you know you know what you're talking about and i need people that you know something you can have people on it that don't know what the hell they're talking about and it's it's really bad sometimes you're like oh man i, I don't know why i got this person but you i can I think if we played the same games, then I think we would be. I think if we played a lot of the same games, I think I'll probably do every review of you. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you can feel free to to ask me on for for other stuff as well. Because I mean, I I love video games. Obviously, you know, it, it's. I think it's obvious after these last few episodes that I've been into everyone that I'm a huge fucking nerd. Yeah. But at the at the same time, like I try and stay on on top of a lot of uh topical stuff not just the games thing so i'm always happy to join the conversation on 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 anything you're doing if you just feel like you you need another perspective or you would like another perspective i would definitely i would definitely if i do anything for um if I do anything for um, gamers, I would definitely get you on because there's no reason why for me for me to yeah. not do because you need certain people on the actual topics and the actual people that know about the topics. I think it's better for me to get people that are knowledgeable on the topics and people and this friends. Oh, this, sure. You know what you mean? It's, I think it's best to bring friends along with you instead of having them behind you. Do you know what I mean? I think it's yeah. better to just bring them with you side by side and we can just do this thing together because mining. They're only going to ask me, oh, who was the guy you had on with you? So I'm going to have to say your name anyway. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's 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 kind of it's kind of fifty fifty. I think it's I rather I rather bring you up with me than dragging you. Do you know? I I don't like doing that type of thing. I don't want to sound like burn people, but that's that's what people do nowadays. I think that's the new that's the new normal. Make yourself famous and then slog everybody off. I don't want to do that. I want everyone yeah. to I want <laughs> everyone to have that whole the whole thing around. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not. 
I, it, it's a partnership. I'm not part of the Teddy Hoggle entourage. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, so sound yourself off, give your plugs, and let everyone know. Yeah, okay. Thanks very much. Uh, thank you, listeners, to, you know, uh, for everyone who uh, who can who can listen to me, you know, talk bollocks for over an hour. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you very much uh, for tuning in. Thanks to Teddy for for having me. Uh, another great opportunity. Um, and yeah, um, it's been awesome to kind of like to view from the sidelines and also to, to be part of like even in a small way like his podcast growth and everything, which I think is really cool. Um, if you want to uh, read more of the uh, the stuff that I write or uh, see more of me i'm on twitter at mr danielson um i'm also on twitch i'm going to be starting streaming very soon again after i move and have a decent internet connection like i said uh, you can find me on twitch at twitch.tv forward slash pre-rendered powers um and uh yeah that's that's about it for me Okay, cool. So, people, I am your boy Teddy Hoggle. This has been the Ghost of Tsushima review with a little bit of technical difficulties. Um, find me on all, all social media platforms Spotify, Podcast, Podbean, Stitcher. I'm everywhere. Just type my name in on Google and I will come up. People, Dan, Sofa Soldier, I'd like to thank you again. Thank you, brother. You're welcome, you dude. Yep, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>